This is episode 661 of the Prepper Website Podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you live a more self-reliant life so you can love your people, get prepared, and live free. Today's article, One Month, Zero Dollars a Day Prepping Ideas. Hey, I'm Todd Sepulveda, the editor of PrepperWebsite.com. This podcast is an audible version with some commentary of articles that have been posted on Prepper Website, a daily curation of preparedness information. These articles are some of the best of the best that have been recently posted on PrepperWebsite.com. All article links and show information can be found on the PrepperWebsitePodcast.com. Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Prepper Website Podcast. I'm glad you're hanging out with me today on this episode. Hey, just a couple of quick shouts out. Explore58 uh, left a review on iTunes. He says, hey, from Kim, I love your faith and that it's why, and that is why I feel better about getting prep." information from your show. God bless. Thanks so much for that, uh, Kim. And then uh, I guess it's Tennessee Dad times four says, this is one of my favorite podcasts. Todd is a pleasant host with a lot of good information that is presented without the doom and gloom. I also really like the interviews that he hosts. Todd has interesting guests and asks great questions of them. Keep up the great work. So uh, Tennessee Dad, thanks for that one as well. That was a five-star review. Hey, I did receive one, and uh, it was a one-star review on iTunes. And uh, But you know what? I consider this one a badge of honor. It says, if I wanted to go to church, I'd go. Skip this podcast. And so I think that's hilarious because I, you know, I don't feel like I preach that much. I know like lately I've been doing that, and probably... As the world gets crazier and crazier, I'm probably going to talk a little bit more about faith. It's just going to naturally come out because I believe that is one of the important aspects to to be thinking about. Um, and and I want more people to to understand that. And hopefully, if they're sitting on the fence of faith, that that would uh, jar them to to start thinking about that in in their life because yeah, I think that's the biggest and the most important prep of all. But uh, to talk about going to church, I'm like, all right, you know, that's cool, man. You know, I'm I'm okay with that. I consider that a badge of honor. So uh, that was from uh, PRS6565. I'm good with your one-star review about going to church. That's right. So let's, uh, let's go to church here on this podcast. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about what we can do to prep if we don't have a lot of money. And so many people associate preppers with stocking up and buying gear. And although there's some truth to that, you know, there's some truth to spending money to get prepared. I've talked about that before in the past, and that's one reason why I believe everybody should have a little bit of a side business going on, some kind of a micro biz, because it was really eye-opening for me when I sat back to reflect on my preparedness journey and realized that what the money that was coming in for Prepper Website, I mean, I, I was putting a lot of money out into different things that I was doing and upgrading the site and everything like that. But the extra that was coming in, I was able to prepare and not take it out of my own, you know, like the family budget. And so uh, you know, there is that aspect of it where you are going to be spending some money if you are going to be acquiring items, especially stocking up, uh, like we've been talking about so many, uh, you know, in so many episodes here lately. But there are a lot of things that you can do that don't cost a lot of money at all. And doing many of these free prepping activities are just as important as really stocking up and and you know piling on all the all the things that that when you think about being prepared means 
And so these are important for your overall preparedness. Some more important than others. We're going to talk about that. Again, these you know 30 days worth, a month's worth of things that you can do that don't cost any money at all to add to your overall preparedness. And so we're going to go ahead and jump into this one. It comes to us from askaprepper.com. And it's written by James Walton, who is, um, you know, the the head of the Prepper Broadcasting Network over there. We've had um, we've had James on to talk a little bit about community preparedness and things like that. He has a book called uh, Come Unity, and uh, he's talked about ways that you can help gear your uh, your community up to get them better prepared or get them thinking along those lines. And so he comes up with some really great ideas. He has some good stuff. And so uh, let's go ahead and just dig into this article again. Like I said, it's coming to us from askaprepper.com. And the title of the article is One Month, Zero Dollars a Day, Prepping Ideas. So let's go ahead and jump into this one. Our little prepping universe has been hit with a bunch of newbies who are either fully on board or are looking for a reason to do prepper-related kinds of things. Many of these new preppers are just looking to act in a way that will help them sleep at night. Never forget that the average American went from staring into their phones and complaining about their jobs to losing or nearly losing their jobs being stunk inside a packed home, teaching their children, watching riots and a pandemic from their front porch and wondering what comes next. Many new preppers don't have the money to put towards prepping, so there is a real struggle to get off the ground in prepping on a tiny budget or on a tight budget. The good news is I am here with 30 days of no money preps that really make a difference. So let's go ahead and jump into these. Number one is ERP or your emergency response plan. When you start a business, you need to create an ERP or emergency response plan to assure your employees know how to react to a variety of emergencies. From things like fire drills to active shooters, you need everyone to know where the ERP is and what's inside of it. So as long as you have access to a computer, you can start writing an ERP and making a difference. It costs you no money. Written plans are highly underrated in the prepping and survival world, and they save lives all the time in the business world. So build an ERP. All right, I'm not going to comment on every single one, but I do want to stop here. Now, coming from the education world, you know, we do fire drills all the time. And part of that is, and we do active shooters and all that kind of stuff, but fire drills is for sure. Uh, and as long as I've been in education, we've never had a fire. We had some where it wasn't a planned fire drill. It was like, a, I think a roach got stuck in a in a, a sensor or, you know, so one time and uh, it died or whatever. It kind of set off the, uh, the, uh, the fire alarm. So we were out there for, it seemed like forever until they could figure out what was going on. But one of the things that we, or the reasons that we do that for is so that when you hear the fire drill, that the, the students would get up and they would go ahead and, and move to the exits and it becomes natural it because it becomes something that you don't have to think about. And that is the beauty of having a plan, an emergency response plan, where you can call it whatever you want to call it. But you don't want to be stuck in a situation where you're trying to figure out what is going on. So something happens, an emergency happens, and you're trying to figure out, okay, what, what do I need to do? And because a lot of the times you're not thinking straight, you're, you're shocked, you're, you're freaking out, you might be dealing with other family members who are freaking out. And so if you have something written down, if you have something that you have planned, something that you're familiar with that's in your head, even if you have to go and say, okay, what have I 
previously written about this. And you don't necessarily have to have a computer. You can just have it on some notebook paper inside of a inside of a journal, right? You can do that. You can get the prep journal and, and do it in there, right? And so you just have it written down. You can go, okay, in this case of an emergency, if a fire is coming or if a, you know, uh, hurricane is happening or if, you know, I don't know, whatever emergency that uh, you feel is something that you need to be prepared for, you can look at that and have it spelled out. Because again, you don't want to be in a situation where you're stressed out, you're, you have family members freaking out, you're, you can't think, you want to be able to move very quickly. And so that's why that emergency response plan is very important. And so I, I love that that was number one. And I think that everyone should put a little bit of thought into, into their plan there. I can talk. I think I can talk. I'm kind of dealing with a little bit of a sore throat, a lot of allergies kind of stopped up. So uh, bear with me here. Let's jump to number two. Number two is go for a run. Well, this might seem simple. Going out for a run does a number of things. It gives you some time to think about the nation, yourself, and the world around you. It also gives you an opportunity to clear your mind and get into that meditative motion of plotting one foot in front of the other. More importantly, you are training endurance every time you run, and trust me, you will need it. So uh, just the overall thing about getting your health up to par, I think that's important. Number three, the meetup with your neighbors. This doesn't have to be a prepper meetup. It doesn't have to be a meetup to discuss how you are going to defend your neighborhoods from riots. Of course, we all want to be ready if something like that happens. Start with a cookout, a picnic, a block party, and the like. Be sure that you can get out and look the people who live around you in the eye and enjoy spending time with them. From there, a deeper relationship will be much more effective. I love that advice. That goes back to what I, I said uh, at the beginning of this episode when uh, I talked a little bit about James and the book that he has written. I'm going to go ahead and link to that in the show notes. I can't link to it in the show notes that uh, wind up showing up in your podcast app, but I can do it on the website. And uh, I make it very easy for you to come over to the website anyway. And so you can kind of jump from there and see if you want to go uh, investigate that one because that is one of the biggest things that people talk about. It's like, hey, I want to build. In fact, I, I got an email this morning. I'm looking for a community group. I'm looking for a prepper group that I can join. And, you know, they started listing out all the specific information about themselves. And the thing is, is, is really your group should be the people that live around you when you boil it all down. And like I said, James does a good, great job of that. So I'll link to his book, Come Unity uh, in the show notes if you're interested in that. Number four is workout. So your physical fitness is essential to your level of preparedness. Fitness is not a piece of the prepping puzzle. Instead, prepping is just a piece of the fitness of the puzzle. Fitness is a testament to your overall health. And without that, you have nothing. Take care of yourself. Do some push-ups, squats, and sit-ups every day. Again, the health aspect, you know, the running, when he talked about running, is that is more just to kind of clear your mind. The workout part here is important as well. You know, you don't want to be one of those people who like you have the bug out bag, you have all the gear. But if you get out of breath just by walking to the end of the block, what, you know, what is that going to do if you're in a real survival situation? 
So getting your health under control and, you know, working out, doing that, I think that's important. And, uh, you know, starting off, if, if you are not used to it, just starting off and getting some kind of routine going and just doing a little bit every day really adds to, it really pays off, right, in the long run. Number five is wild edibles. Whether you use a library book, a computer, or a phone app, you can spend a couple of hours in the woods or around your neighborhood learning about and tasting wild edible plants. I love that idea. One of the things you can do is look around where you're at in your in your area and start taking some pictures and throw them up, you know, especially if you're like, okay, I don't know what this is. I can't easily identify it. And so throw it up on a Facebook page because there's always people who know wild edibles there and throw it up there and like, hey, I don't know what this is. Can someone identify it? And they'll more than likely there are going to be people there that will say that is this and no, it's not edible or that is this. And yes, you can eat it. And then from there, at least you identify it and you can go do more research on it. And then, you know, it's something that's around your area. So highly recommend that. I've done that before in the past when uh, my dad had this place up in the country. There's a couple of pictures I would take. Uh, I would snap and then I would throw them up and people would give me some, uh, you know, let me know wh- what they were. And that was just so super helpful. And again, there's library books out there that, you know, uh, libraries are free uh, online. There's tons of information that you can find. And so uh, definitely Wild Edibles is one of those things. Number six, useful trees. While wild edible plants are great, trees are even better because they are around all year. And after that first frost, 90% of your wild edible knowledge is useless. If you understand medicinal and edible trees, you can keep that wild foraging going year round. Number seven, all of your blades. If you have a stone or a sharpener, you can spend a day simply sharpening all your blades If you have a chainsaw sharpener and a puck style sharpener, you can head into the shed and sharpen up things like axes and chainsaws. You know, I recorded a, uh, I was thinking about this. I recorded a video this weekend. I'm going to release it uh, Monday night uh, and uh, I'll send it out to the the emo group on the the Blackbeard Firestarter. And so I just kind of did a a review on it. Really great uh, fire starter. I think everybody should have some in their in their fire kit or in their bug out bags or, or whatever you know whatever uh, you know kit you have. And uh, I had a mora. I can I keep this mora out in the uh, in the garage, and I just haven't really taken care of it. It look it just it was still it was still sharp but not sharp enough, and uh, it just looked really beat up. And you know it had junk all over it. And I'm like, man, I shouldn't be using this one for uh, for a video. People are just going to get on to me for that one. But uh, it's kind of like a utility knife. I just kind of leave it in the garage. And I have others that I treat a lot better than that. But anyway, you know, I started thinking about that when I was reading this one is uh, knowing, you know, having a way to sharpen your knives, a way that really works well. And uh, there's a couple of different things that I've purchased over the years and uh, just trying to find that one system that works well for me. And so I think uh, once you have something like that, you can always sharpen your blades and uh, you know make sure that they are up to par. You do not want to, to use a, a blade, a knife that has a dull uh, you know, edge to it that is just not smart, you know, and it's actually dangerous. So sharpening your knives is a, is a good idea. Number eight, well, not just sharpening your knives, but knowing how to sharpen your knives. And again, there's plenty of videos and information online to learn how to do that if you don't know. All right. So number eight is QA bug out bags. 
And so uh, when was the last time you opened your bug out bag? Do you have any idea how old those granola bars in your bug out bag are? At least once a year, you need to open that bug out bag and take everything out. Lay it across your kitchen floor and have a look at the contents. Modify the contents to what you truly need. And I think that's a great idea. You should do that with your, you know, if you carry around an EDC uh, pouch or something along those lines, you know, just make sure that what you have is, is relevant and you really need it. If you made a bug out bag a while back and you haven't looked at it in a while, there's it's a good chance that uh, some of the things that are in there that you're you might be relying on are are not going to be available for you so i definitely uh would would say you know go go check it out go look at your bug out bag that's something you can do for free that would really pay off in the long run number nine conduct an area study now this was popularized by sam culper of the ford observer an area study is free to conduct and will explain your area to you in deep detail It takes time and thought, but you can basically knock the whole thing out without any money. There are some great YouTube videos on how to create your own area study. This is a task that most people do not want to undertake because you have to find out about resources, crime, and even gangs in your area. You might not be thrilled with the results. Number 10, zero rifles and firearms. Five million Americans bought firearms in the month of July. That means there are a bunch of people who have guns that aren't yet zeroed. Are you one of those people? You can zero a weapon for free if you have bore sight, if you have a bore sight and a quiet place to focus. All right, so that's a good one there. Uh, Number 11, and this is one, so number 10, I'm going to go back to that one about zero rifles and firearms. Um, it's one thing to zero them in, but at the same time, you do need to practice. You do need to go shoot it. You need to know how to clean it, shoot it, the whole deal, all of that kind of stuff. And so really cleaning your firearm would be one. Learning how to clean it would be another one that you could add on to this one. But then uh, you are going to need to spend a little bit of money to get to a place where you can uh, just get some experience with your firearm so that uh, shooting it in a self-defense situation is not the first time you ever shoot that. You, you shoot it. You don't ever want to be in that kind of situation. If you have some some friends that have property where you don't have to pay a gun range to go do that, that's even better. All you're doing is paying for uh, the ammo that you're sending down range. But if not, then, you know, pay for uh, you know, a little pay a little bit of money to go to a range and to get familiar with your gun and to to see how that's going to uh, how how comfortable you are with it and all that good stuff. Number eleven, free mobile apps. Now, there's a slew of great preparedness mobile apps. You can organize your preps, learn about bushcraft, or even practice some tactics on a survival game. Don't deny the benefits of a little survival simulation gaming. Hey, I remember doing articles. Now I'm, I'm probably 100% sure that article is is not up to date anymore because it's just uh, it was many many years ago. But there are a lot of apps that are uh, would be relevant to preparedness. But at the same time, you want to be careful and not just load up your phone or your tablet on on things that you really aren't going to use. Look at the reviews and make sure it's not some you know something that's just going to spam you all day long. All right, so uh, there are some re- really great mobile apps, and maybe someone needs to do a really good article on uh, the mo- more uh, recent apps that have been put out that uh, would be relevant to your phone. 
All right, number 12, your pantry. Now, you haven't had company over in a long time. People have been hiding from you because masks and riots and inequality and so forth. When you stare into your pantry, do you see something you're proud of? Remember, the more organized you are, the more space you have for more preps. And that's I love that last statement. The more organized you are, the more space you have for more preps. That's very true. Number 13, the library. The library is full of free books where you can read about history, prepping, nature, and survival. If your library is closed, then you can also use the application called Hoopla. This allows you to take ebooks and audiobooks out from your library without going there. And I think there's other apps as well that you can use for your library. And so I really like that, that you can check things out, ebooks and uh, audiobooks and all different kinds of things like that without even going to the library. Number 14, I love this one, free cycle for preps. Now check the local classifieds, Craigslist, and other similar websites to see if there are local free preps you can pick up. Gardening tools, firewood, and building material materials are always great options. Uh, even if you're on fa- if you're still on Facebook, I know a lot of people are are getting off of it, but at the same time, there's still a lot of people on there. It's and I know it's just because it's so familiar and it's so easy to access. They've made it that way, and so people, you know, people are on Facebook. There are Facebook communities in your area where you can find things for free. Um, the Next Door app is a place where you can find things for free. And you know, if you have someone, you see someone that is selling something and it looks like it's been up for a while and you and it's like, hey, look, I don't have a lot of money. I can offer you this. Or if you're just wanting to get rid of it, I can't pay for it uh, right now. You know, I'm in between jobs, whatever, but I can come pick it up. So if you ever get to a point where you're just wanting to get rid of it, I'll be happy to come pick it up, you know? And so uh, just go, go from there. The, a lot of these places also will allow you to put a classified for looking for something. So, hey, I am looking for this. If you have this, I will come pick it up from you, you know, and uh, you never know. You might get lucky. You might have someone that's just wanting to clear out and, and clean up and they're willing to give you um, whatever, you know, you're you're looking for. So uh, just something to consider there. Number 15 is free classes. There are a lot of free classes online and free classes in your immediate area. One of the best examples of this is the annual first aid course in your local area. You can also visit Red Cross to see the free courses they offer. Great idea there. Number 16, make some money. Oh, this is one that I talk about often. Now, you probably have a little foothold on your preparedness knowledge. I'm sure you have at least one thing you can teach the people around you. So knowing that, you can create a course that you can charge money for or just teach for free on sites like Udemy. These courses also help you fortify your prepping knowledge. I, I love that last part because there really truly is nothing like teaching someone how to do something that really helps to solidify that inside of your mind. And so doing something, it doesn't have to be even preparedness uh, related as far as showing somebody how to do things and, and making money with a course like that. It can be something along the lines of you know your job, whatever you do, or your hobby, whatever you like to do, but you can do it in something that you're good at and put it out there and make a little bit of, of side money. You know, Do a little bit of a side hustle, a micro biz. You know, that's something that I truly believe in everybody should be doing. Number 17, free books. These things are everywhere. You might have to sacrifice an email, but you can get a ton of free prepping ebooks just by searching free prepping books. 
Yes, on that one, there are a lot of free books out there. Um, websites will have free things that you can do when you register for you know their email address. And so uh, that's something that you can always consider, something that you can do. And by the way, another thing that you can do, and I just, you know, this is something, so make it 31, right? 31 things, and we'll tack this on to, uh, to number 17. Maybe we're up to 32 since I added that other one about ammo and uh, maybe cleaning your cleaning your guns, right? So we're up to 32 possibly. Um, one of the things here is all those things that you download, you know, you find a free book, you find, uh, you know, a free list, you find find a, a free worksheet. Make sure that you can put that in a, in a directory somewhere and then put that into a flash drive or some kind of a card, you know, that you can you can uh, a smart uh, a smart card or whatever that you can download that so that you can move it to another computer or you can put it onto a tablet or something along those lines. You know, a lot of people will give away USB or flash drives, right? They're like, you know, the the ones that are like, hey, this is just, you know, five gigs or whatever. And really, when you think about it, that's nothing. But five gigs will hold a lot of ebooks or PDFs and textbooks and things like that. So when you download these things, and or you you know you're getting them from the internet whatever wherever you find them put them and organize them in a directory and then make a copy of them on a flash drive or in a tablet somewhere so that's uh, that's another thing you can do number 18 is meditate now prepping can drive you completely mad if you are not careful a diet of disaster and apocalypse will just destroy you one of the best ways to deal with this is to find a quiet place and just run a mantra over and over in your head, in your mind. Do it for five minutes to start and just try to keep your mind clear of thoughts. So I'm not going to focus on a mantra. I think for me, it's going to be more of prayer and focusing on, on prayer in my relationship with the Lord. But I think that is one of those things that kind of keeps you sane and keeps you grounded where you're at um, and and puts everything in, into perspective. So definitely one to consider there. Number 19, hike with your bug out bag. A simple walk, ruck, or hike with your bug out bag on is great for fitness and a better understanding of your gear. It'll let you know how far you can go, right? So um, that's one of those things that, uh, that you can uh, do that doesn't cost a whole lot of money. Number 20, go fishing. Now, if you have some old fishing gear or new fishing gear, get out and have some fun catching fish. Remember, every fish you catch is food in a survival situation. Fishing is an underrated survival skill, but it's one that will really make the difference. So there are places, you know, I don't know if you need to have a license to fish if you are if you're catching and releasing. I am not a big fisherman, so that's not something that I do on a regular basis, but if you are just doing for the practice and the exercise of it and uh, the knowledge of, you know, hey, what works best, it may be in this pond or in this lake or wherever I'm at, then that would be something that would not cost any money. Now, if you're having to buy gear and worms and, and all that kind of stuff, then, yeah, that's going to uh, take it to another level. And then taking it to a like survival fishing like just finding a pole and, and, and doing it that way uh, and, and going with some line and not necessarily a fishing rod, you know, that takes it to a whole nother level. So uh, going fishing is number 20. All right, number 21, walk or drive to your bug out location. It is never a bad idea to take a trip to the old bug out location. 
Whether you run, walk, or drive there, you can learn so much about your route or routes by simply heading there. Don't wait till you have to go in a hurry. So I like the the aspect where he said routes here because if you can find multiple routes, that might be like uh, you know your typical you know weekend drive. It's like hey, let's go and take this one route to the bug out location. Let's take this other route. If for whatever reason, maybe one of your routes t- takes you going through a city. And if in that survival situation, the city was in an uproar, you didn't want to go through the city, how could you go around it? And so if you have a bug out location, if that's something that you can, uh, you, you, that's something that you're looking to do, then, you know, having different ways of getting there, I think would be important. Now, if you don't have a bug out location and your plan is to bug in, So this is, I guess, number 33. I'm adding just as we go, right? Number 33 would be if you had to bug out, where would you go? And so, uh, you know, I think a lot of people are starting to get to the idea of, you know, I'm going to bug in, but I always go back to Harvey and people, you know, weren't planning on evacuating and all of a sudden they had five feet of water in their house. And so whether you are going to bug in and that is, you know, your only thing that you're planning, I don't think it's smart to not have an idea of what you would do. So another another thing that you can do is if you had to bug out, where would you go? What would you do? Putting a little bit of thought into that. All right. Number 22, practice bandaging a wound. Make a red dot on your arm or the arm of a family member. This is now a wound that is bleeding profusely. Bandage that wound with your current first aid preps. What do you need more of or what do you need to learn? Number 23, tap water. Storing tap water is just a matter of having some clean, empty containers. Store these out of sunlight so they can so they can grow algae if exposed to light. So they won't grow algae if exposed to light, I think is what uh, he was saying there. So tap water is one of those things, you know, or having water is one of those things that is so, so important. And having that ability to store water up and and do that. Um, I wrote an article, kind of a fictional short story on the rain catchment tarp. And in that short story, uh, if you didn't read it, it's over at preparedchristians.com. Um, that that idea was uh, when it started raining that they brought out every 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 container that could store water because water was so precious at this time. And so when if you're ever in that kind of survival situation, anything that can store water would be open and, and something that you should use. Don't just think about, oh, OK, I have a water brick or I have some, you know, I have some five gallon buckets that I have uh, purchased to save water in or a big 55 gallon drum really in a survival situation anything that is uh, has you know walls on it that you can put water in could hold water and something that uh, you, you might not be using it for cleaning or, or you might not be using it for drinking you might be using it for flushing the toilet maybe doing a little bit of hygiene uh, or maybe you you might just you know, be running it through your water filter, you know? And so uh, tap water is uh, knowing how to, uh, uh, knowing the containers that you are going to use to be able to store water would be important. All right, number 24 is sell. We all have too much stuff. Someone might really enjoy the old thing that you have been holding onto for years. 
have a yard sale, or put some items for sale online. You might be able to make some cash for more preps. You know, uh, we talked a little bit about laundry, doing laundry a couple of weeks ago on on the podcast. And one of the the recommendations is using a mop, one of those, uh, you know, like uh, the mops that like a a mop bucket that a janitor would use, a custodian would use. And they have that little lever that kind of squeeze it out all the, um, you know, all the water in the mop. You could use that to help to wring out your clothes because wringing it out would, you know, breaks the fibers and stuff like that. But this is just kind of pressing up against it. And Brian shared on the exclusive email group, he shared that he found one at a garage sale. So I'm like, man, you know, you clean that out real good. And that's uh, that's a great deal to find that. So you never know what you're going to find when you stop off at a garage sale or a resale shop. Um, you, you'll find some really good stuff. Number 25 is this, build a fire. There's always the option of working on the craft of making fire. A fire is not only a great skill to practice, but setting down by a fire is a great feeling. Number 26, free checklist. The internet is full of free prepping checklists and they can go a long way in helping you understand some things that might be missing from your preps. Hey, Speaking of checklists, I have a, a checklist on Prepper website that's over, it's like 225 item checklist that I created. And it's not only uh, an article, that, but I put it together in a PDF. So you can download the PDF. Uh, you can download a Google spreadsheet if you use Google. You can download a Microsoft Excel version if you use Microsoft Excel. And so uh, I've spent a lot of time on that article probably about a year and a half ago. And uh, I'm going to link to it if you want to download that one. Like I said, free checklist that, uh, that you can use. Number 27 is gather seeds. If you have a garden out back, spend a day just harvesting seeds from the plants. Now is a great time for this. Collect seeds and store them in an organized fashion for next year's garden. And, you know, one of the things that was going on when things, uh, when the pandemic was, uh, you know, in full force and everyone was kind of panicking, one of the things that you uh, would read about that you couldn't find was seeds. And so maybe now if you are able to get seeds, then maybe you're stocking up on some seeds. Now, you know, you got to be careful on how you do that. You want to make sure that they're viable for for next year and you got to store them correctly. But now might be a good time to to gather some seeds in some places, not just the, the catalogs that normally come out, right? Maybe look in places that you just never thought that would have some seeds. Keep your eyes open, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Number 28 is battle tracking. Now, the next time there is a riot, you can sit down and battle track that riot. You can use things like social media, the Broadcastify app, and other intel sources to follow the riots in an area in real time. Twitter is great for this. Bring up a map of the area and try and pinpoint the location of riots. Then, using intel, follow the riot in real time and follow the police actions too. Mark your map to show you where the violence, fires, police, firemen, and other things like road closures might be. This is a great little learning activity. So I think that's a great idea as well. You you know, looking at some of these things, uh, the apps and the things that uh, uh, James is talking about here, I think that would be good to look up ahead of time if you want to do something like this. Number 29 is survival cash. 
All preppers can benefit from spreading their preps into new areas. Having everything in one place is a tough situation to be in. Lots can go wrong. You can make a survival cache with scrap PVC and epoxy and bury some preps in a special place. Number 30, always a great option. Camping is always a great option. Your local wildlife management area or public lands are great places to go to and camp for free. As you can see, there are all kinds of things you can do for free that will bolster your level of preparedness. While money can really help you make a great, great make great strides in prepping, you don't need a deep bank account to spend a full month prepping away and preparing for what could come. Guys, there are see 33 comments here over at askaprepper.com. You know, they have a decent community over there that are commenting and leaving uh, you know, other ideas and things that you can do. Um, to prep with no money. But if you find yourself in that situation where you don't have any money, but you're still wanting to prep, start thinking about how can you add, you know, if you could add $25 a week or you can add $50 a month, again, by having some kind of micro biz, by, by doing some things on the side. I know that, you know, things are crazy right now. And, and I, I know that one of the things that I want to do when I get home is just sit down and not do anything. I got to force myself to do things with the website. And even like right now doing this podcast, I, you know, my throat wasn't feeling 100%, feeling kind of stopped up. But I know that I want to continue doing this. This is something that I enjoy. So I kind of push through. And there might be some things that you can do to earn a little bit of extra money. Kind of push through those things. And you might find that when you're doing it and you start getting... Uh, you start getting some really good feedback from people, you know, uh, that that really bolsters your uh, desire to continue doing it. And when you start seeing a little bit of money come in and you're able to either pay down some debt, you're able to save it, or you're able to use that to build up your preps, man, that that is a great place to be in. And so if you don't have any money, do these things. But if you also, if you don't have any money, try to find some ways, whatever ways that are out there to add a little bit more income to your budget so that you can do those things that you need to, to do to be able to increase your preparedness. Well, everyone, like always, I'm going to link to this article at askaprepper.com in the show notes. So you can go over there, check it out. You can click on the links and you can read the comments and just get a little bit more information. Hey, don't forget to check out uh, the show notes because I always try to leave some really great stuff in there. And uh, I don't always talk about it, but uh, I just, you know, I like it when I go to, I, I listen to a podcast and they have really good show notes. And I hate it when I go to listen to a podcast and there's nothing. It's just like, yeah, go to the website and you go to the website and there's nothing there. You got to like drill for it, drill down for it. So anyway, just trying to make it easy for you. So uh, if, if you're looking for more information. Well, guys, that's it for episode 661. Hey, don't forget to subscribe to the show. Make sure you click the subscribe button in your favorite podcast app. And that way you never miss another episode of Sweet Prepper Goodness. And don't forget, if you're looking for more preparedness and self-reliant information, head on over to PrepperWebsite.com, where we link to 8 to 12 articles every day of the very best self-reliant articles out there. We also have pages dedicated to alternative news, firearms, DIY, Bible prophecy, frugal living, and homesteading. And lastly, don't forget to join the email list if you haven't. When you do, I'm going to send you a free PDF on 25 hand-picked preparedness articles that you should read. And with that, Choose to live a more self-reliant life. 
Choose not to be so dependent on the government, grid, or the grind. Until next week, stay prepped and aware. Peace.